thanks for coming out here this morning. And again, congratulations. Thank you, sir. Glad to be with you. you. Know, I, 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 I say this, and I know you know this, uh, because this is this is something you have seen happen to others over the years. I mean, you, you, it's fair to call you an activist. You've been actively involved in a lot of things mm-hmm. locally here. And with that, uh, you have occasion to rally people. And a lot of people over the years have been shouting with you. Mm, uh, you're going to sure. cast some votes sooner or later, probably sooner. They're going to be shouting at you. Oh, yeah. You've seen that happen to others. You prepared for that? Yes, I am, Tim. You know, uh, and I feel like over the years I have had some people shout at me uh, for positions I've taken. But um, it, it, it invigorates me to be in the arena and to be incorporating all this input and working to make the best decision I possibly can. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. What are the priorities? Well, uh, first up is going to be SPLOS 2020. You know, this November, this community is going to vote on a SPLOS package that could raise around $250 million over the next nine or 10 years. Uh, And that money will go towards infrastructure improvements in our community. So, uh, again, just transitioning from my campaign into this leadership role of the most support I got over the campaign was to push for more family-friendly structures and design in our community. You know, I, I feel like... What does our, that mean, family-friendly? I, You know, we need, uh, we need to create more infrastructure that supports children, that allows children to get around our neighborhoods safely. And, you know, importantly, that, of course, includes sidewalks, uh, bike lanes, green spaces. Of You know, Athens, a lot of Athens was developed around a time when everyone was... Uh, in their cars and traveling in, in cars all the time. And so we are sort of lagging when it comes to the development of, of sidewalks. Well, well most and people so. still are in their cars when it comes to getting from point A to point B. We, we right. may or may not like that, and we may or may not want to try to change that, but for now, that's that's the world in which we live. Right, and it, and it, and it, doesn't, have to, and it, it doesn't have to be one or the other, right? We just need to ensure that we have a, uh, an approach that is going to – enrich all segments of our community and not everyone can drive and uh, it's not just children that are that will be served by a, a safer environment to circulate around the neighborhoods but also the elderly you know we've talked more and more about aging in place and supporting our our elders and uh, you know there comes a time tim when you and i aren't going to be driving anymore and yeah. uh and you know getting out and walking and and getting to know your neighbors and uh and breathing in that fresh air and getting to know your community better is, is really a benefit across the board for our community. It leads to, to better public safety outcomes. It leads to better public health outcomes. It leads to a, a more enriching life, a better democracy. Now, listen, uh, Russell Edwards, Athens Clark County Commissioner-elect for a few more hours, takes the oath of office this evening. The best argument anybody ever gave me, and I'm trying now to remember who it was, uh, some local uh, public transit advocate, it might have been Tim Denson, uh, like you, will take his oath of office. Office mm-hmm. as a commissioner this evening it doesn't matter who, but the best argument anybody ever gave me uh, here, Tim, you don't ride the bus. You're you're not particularly an advocate of public transportation. Here, Tim, is why you should be. Everybody who's on that bus is somebody who isn't driving a car, which makes it easier for you, who's going to insist on driving your car. And when you start putting my self interest out there, I listen. That's that's a great point, absolutely. And you know, the more rides we can put on transit and take out of single occupancy vehicles, it's going to reduce the maintenance cost for our for our roads, too. We're going to have less wear and tear on the roads. It's one of the biggest line items in our budget every year is maintaining our roadways. So, 
All right. Uh, now, well, in terms, as long as we're talking transit here, the, the commission uh, about a month ago uh, dropped something in your lap, this issue of the scooters, uh, these electronic, mm-hmm. these bird scooters, Atlanta dealing with it in its own way last mm-hmm. night, adopting some regulations. I, I gather the mission for the commission this year is to spend the next 12 months crafting new regulations that would clear the way to get those things back in here right now. They're not supposed to be here. That's mm-hmm. what the commission did, the 12-month moratorium. Where are you on that whole discussion? You know, I'd like to see uh, I'd like to see areas set aside for the scooters, you know, to be docked uh, specifically in, in certain areas. You know, I, uh, I've been to communities where they have uh, shared bike networks, shared scooter networks, but they, they're all put back in a certain place that the community agrees is, is the place where we're going to have these scooters. Not just so, randomly, as appears to be the case now. Right, not just a random, you know disbursement all all over the community in the middle of the sidewalk wherever that's where the problem really started so i think if we can if we can come together and make some good decisions about where we can allow these scooters to be docked when not in use then yeah i think they're a great idea what about allow where we're going to allow them to be used and and i'm not a critic of them i I love the entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. here this this company Mm -hmm. that that builds the better mousetrap and and, uh, you Mm -hmm. could argue about how they went about introducing themselves to the various communities this one included but i'm not anti-scooter but i can't figure out where we're going to use the things we we say that we don't want them on the sidewalks uh, with the pedestrians I don't know that they're safe out on Millage or Prince with the cars, and mm-hmm. I don't know if there's enough room in the bike lanes. I've just ruled out just about every place that somebody might want to ride the things. Yeah. Um, Aside I, from maybe some places on campus. Right. Uh, I, I think the bike lanes are, are a fine place to use them. Um, and I'd like to see a they little— They can coexist with bicycles? I'm asking because I don't know. They th- can coexist with bicycles? I think so, yeah. They, they, they travel quick enough to keep up with bicycle traffic, and— you know, uh, bicycles can can queue up and they can pass a scooter if they have to. I, I think there's plenty of plenty of time and room for that. Which to brings you back to the point you made earlier. Great, but bike paths aren't connected. Bike lanes aren't connected. I can't I can't get from point A to point B all the time if I'm relying strictly on bike lanes. Well, and you know, I, I would like to say that. Athens drivers are are very conscientious when it comes to bicyclists. Um, I, I ride my bike regularly around Five Points, and I used to uh, ride my son Teddy to his uh, preschool on Prince Avenue. I come down Millage every day, and uh, never had a problem. Um, so I, I think that there there is a, a perception out there that Athens drivers are, are discourteous, but I've, I've actually found the opposite to be true. So I, I, I find so the even where be, there isn't a bike path per se, a bike lane per se, you, you're, you're still comfortable utilizing the roads as they are. Mm-hmm. I am, yeah, I am, and 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 I am because you know when I have a car pass me when I'm riding on uh, on Millage Avenue, they they often give me plenty of room. You know, I, I just. I think Athens Athens is is a forward thinking community. I I've, I get this sense that drivers have have this appreciation for bicyclists because a lot of times they're thinking, okay, well, that's one less car right there. So you know, I'm going to be a courteous. I'm going to share the road. Uh, we're going to expect, and I say we, and as people in the cars, we're going to expect bicyclists though to be just as courteous to us, and yeah. we can all point to examples where maybe they aren't. You know, and uh, nobody's perfect. You know, we I think we just need to do the best we can and, and recognize that we all have an equal stake in the infrastructure that we all use in this community. And, uh, 
you know, when we build out uh, bicycling infrastructure, it uh, it helps alleviate traffic. It takes cars off the road, and it again it it creates a more enriching environment for our children and and our elderly and and other residents to be able to to get out, get to see the community, get exercise, uh, take trips off of their out of their car off the road. So. Um, I've seen this happen again and again in other communities. You know, the, the more we can encourage people to to use these alternative forms of transportation to, to get more exercise, to get to know their neighbors better, it really makes for a better community. Kelly Gertz to be sworn in tonight as her replacement. He leaves his seat as an athens Clark County Commissioner, taking a seat as an athens Clark County Commissioner in studio with us this morning, continuing our conversation with Russell Edwards. Russell Edwards in District 7, Evita Thornton, the new commissioner in District 9, Tim Denson, District 5, and Patrick Davenport in District 1. And that, uh, Mariah Parker, Mariah Parker, who uh, assumed District 2 back in uh, the middle of last year, taking over for Harry Sims, who ran unsuccessfully for mayor. Russell Edwards, I mean, it's not as though you're the only new guy wandering in here. I mean, this is basically half the commission plus the mayor. This is this is a new government. This is a new day for athens Clark County. That, I would, from your perspective, I would find that pretty exciting. It is exciting. And uh, I'm, I'm happy to be assuming office with uh with folks like tim denson ovita patrick uh you know folks who who are are new to office but have been on the well except ovita of course you know folks who are new to office but have been on the scene you know watching pushing advocating so um it, it it's been great getting to know uh some of my colleagues better over the past few months and, and really s- coming to understand how devoted they are to uh, really do their absolute best uh, once they get sworn in. So I, I think it's going to be great. Yeah, and, and talking to Mayor Denson at one point last year after the elections, I, I, I remarked, I said, well, okay, it looks as though the voters have decided that Athens is going to take a left turn politically. And, and then her, her by now famous locally remark was that, no, this is not a left turn. This is a U-turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are that you look at the folks and the names I just rattled off, and, and we know most of these people here, most of us do. Uh, it's fair to say you you folks are decidedly left of center in a town that is itself left of center. There are those, and you've heard the concerns. You've had six mm-hmm. months to listen to the concerns that you folks are going to drive this thing into some left-wing ditch someplace. Mm-hmm. What do you do to assuage, the, what do you say to assuage those kind of concerns? You know, w- actions speak louder than words, you know, just just wait and see. I think uh, there's been some great ideas that have come up so far that we're going to be ready to take up on day one. And, you know, it, it is a turnover. You have some new members coming in, but um, it, it's it's not so dramatic, I think, as people would like to characterize it. You know, uh, I'm pretty certain all the incoming commissioners voted the same way in the last presidential election as the outgoing. So it's 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 not as dramatic as people think. All right, Russell Edwards with us. Let's circle back to what we were talking about before the break. Uh, he said priority number one for you is, is the SPLOST, uh, 2020 SPLOST. I think there's a committee on that that meets uh, tomorrow night. have been talking about this for a while, mm-hmm. a citizens committee. Uh, the process, as I understand it, is that, yeah, the voters, first of all, will decide whether they want to pay uh, the extra penny, and that'll happen in November. Is this a continuation or is this a brand new one? I guess it would be however you want to shake it out. In any case, right. the voters have the opportunity with these references referendums to cut their taxes. They almost never do. They always choose to pay the extra penny on the dollar to fund whatever infrastructure is ultimately arrived at. And that's the next part of this is to decide what we want to have done. There has to be a list of projects on the ballot. And that 
process also underway now. What do you have in mind? We talked about a couple of things uh, in terms of infrastructure. We were talking about streets and bike lanes and green space and parks and such. What, if anything else? Um, I'm intrigued by the proposal to put a library on the east side. I think that could be a great addition to that area. Um, I'm also intrigued by uh, putting a park on uh, on the west side, you know, down Atlanta Highway somewhere. Uh, there's There's very little in terms of county parks and green space over in that area so uh those are two projects i think uh could really benefit the community you know i like to think of splost as sort of seed money you know i want to invest in projects that are going to encourage further investment and encourage tourism encourage the growth of our economy i'm not interested in uh i'm not interested much in building uh government buildings or government facilities you know, I, I really want to think of this as seed money. I think we kind of missed missed out a little bit when we spent so much money on that huge jail last cycle. So I, I don't want to make that same mistake again, you know. Well, nobody is proposing building another jail, and I think we're pretty much capped out, aren't we, on fire stations. Uh, the schools are their own thing, so you don't have to worry about that. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to picture in my own mind what type of new capital construction we'd be talking about anyway. There's a proposal for a new courthouse. Uh, there's a proposal for a new government complex. So uh, those two projects I'm going to look at very carefully to be cert- absolutely certain that we need the space uh, in, a, in a very real way because, you know, nobody's going to be looking at, at what we accomplish in this community with Splost and say, honey, we, we need to visit Athens. You know, they just built a new jail and a new courthouse. <laughs> Let's go check it. You know, it's just not. It's, it's not uh, those very, things you would acknowledge, though, are necessary things to have. I if, mean, now that that's what I'm waiting to see. You know, that's I don't what, mean that's new ones, but I mean you, you do need a, you do need a place to lock up the bad folks, and you do sure. need a place to hold trials. I mean, yeah. and, and, uh, and have the various county offices. Now, whether it needs to be some brand new Taj Mahal place, that's another discussion. Right. And ultimately, you're right. As a as a commissioner, you'd have a say. As a voter, I would have a say on that. Right. Exactly. You know. If we look at uh, right down the road in Atlanta, what's happened with the Beltline project, you know, Atlanta made that initial investment to create the green space and the, and the multi-use trail. And uh, what we've seen following that up is a tremendous amount of private investment and an increase in the tax base. So I'd like to really think of this splost in that way is, as seed money that we can invest in infrastructure that will then encourage private investment to come after it. And then some ideas kicked around out there, some, some, some talk about development of properties along the river. I've heard a couple of different amphitheater ideas out there. Mm-hmm. What, if anything, is there a role or anything in your mind for the commission to do on any of that kind of thing? Well, uh, so the way it's going to go is the Citizen Advisory Committee that was appointed last, uh, I think it was November, uh, two citizens from each commission district. They they're currently two uh, appointed by the mayor. They're they're meeting now. They met last night, and they they have a whole series of meetings to vet uh, the SPLOS projects that were submitted by citizens last December. And once they're done vetting those projects, they're going to issue a recommendation to the mayor and commission. The mayor and commission will take out that recommendation and then vote on a final list. For SPLOS projects, and that is a binding list. So that's what we see as voters. That's what you'll see in November. So that'll be done around 
August, probably August, September at the latest, I'd say. Uh, but, you know, once that list is set, then that money must be appropriated for those specific projects. So, absolutely, the Maryland Commission plays an important role in, you know, passing the final list to, to be certain that we're going to use this money wisely. And, and it's it's going to hopefully be invested in infrastructure that benefits the entire community. And, and hopefully, I, I want to see it encourage private investment to, to follow closely thereafter. 